Good morning. This is Tom Dunlap with another episode of Monday Morning Minutes from the Black Letter Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about the right to be forgotten. I was recently interviewed in a magazine called The Atlantic about uh, this subject a little bit. So I decided I would do a Monday Morning Minute as I dug further into the right to be forgotten. And it's something that you don't think about a lot, but what happens when you die? As we navigate the intricate web of personal privacy in the digital age, and people struggle to erase their past, new legal challenges have arisen. So imagine a world now where everything you've ever done, all of your mistakes, once online, are stuck there forever. Uh, or you don't have to imagine it, we're living in it, it's reality. But there's a new legal remedy, or at least a new set of rights that's been gaining traction. And we can broadly call this the right to be forgotten. The right allows individuals, under specific circumstances, to request search engines, websites, and other data controllers to erase links or data that are inaccurate, inadequate, irrelevant, or excessive. Now, it doesn't necessarily let you erase all of your past mistakes, but there are some remedies. So where did this come from? You can thank Europe, believe it or not. Uh, Europe is super huge on privacy. My daughter's about to head to college there, and I can know nothing about her college or her tuition payments unless she tells me. And she has to because I have to make those tuition payments. But that aside, Europe's really big on privacy. And so this right to be forgotten traces its roots back to the European Union's General Data Protection Regulation, or GDPR. And I'm sure you've heard GDPR a thousand times, uh, but what is it? Well, adopted in 2018, this regulation essentially gives citizens of the EU the right to have their personal data deleted. Balancing the idea of individual privacy against freedom of expression and public interest uh, and it lands really heavily on the side of a European private citizen's right to privacy. So there are some complexities involved with this right. There is balancing the right to freely express oneself and talk about others versus privacy. Balancing the individual's desire for privacy with the public's right to know about stuff, about people, to have information. And that's, that's a tightrope walk. Uh, there's the data controller's burden. So these sites like Facebook or Instagram, these, these organizations that control vast amounts of data, implementing the right to be forgotten puts a huge amount of responsibility and risk and burden on these search engines and websites, uh, leading to higher cost for them and potentially higher cost for the users of those sites and potentially even chilling speech. And finally, determining relevance. So who is the arbiter of what is no longer relevant? Is it the data controller that holds the data, that comes up with standards and decides what to erase? And as a practical matter in the United States, that seems to be what it is right now. Is it the individual or is it a court? And in some sense, if you don't agree with the data controller, then ultimately it can be a court. But who is the correct arbiter of those issues? So I found some kind of interesting examples of this. The seminal case involved that's kind of solidified this right to privacy happened in a European court of justice. So there was a Spanish citizen named Mario Costeja Gonzalez who wanted a newspaper from 1998 detailing his social security debts removed from Google search engine results. So you could in Spain search for Mario Costeja Gonzalez and find out all about his social security debts in a 1998 newspaper article. And this is 10 years later, 20 years later. The European Court of Justice sided with Mario in 2014, deciding that under certain conditions, links to outdated data should be removed. 
So there have also been instances where convicted individuals have sought to have their information about their convictions removed from search engines. What's the balance there? I think if somebody was convicted of a felony or a misdemeanor or something like that, do they have the right to privacy about that? Uh, I'm not going to answer that question. That's beyond the scope of my Monday morning minute and public figures. Now, we know in the United States, public figures have a much less, maybe you don't, but I'll tell you this, public figures have a much lesser right to privacy than non-public, non-famous persons. And how do you balance their right to privacy? What parts of their lives get to remain private? So anyway, all that said, as the digital age progresses and other countries outside of the European Union, especially the United States in our case, explore similar rights, this raises a lot of questions. Should a right to privacy be universal? And how do we navigate this kind of global world where the internet isn't just in one country and you're not looking at things in just one place? The internet's viewable everywhere. Anyway, thanks for joining me on this Monday Morning Minute. Think deeply about those questions. I hope you have a great week. 